What is happening, everybody out there? Welcome to the 27th episode of the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. This week we will be talking about Days Gone, because it just keeps going. Both Aaron and myself will be discussing that. Aaron's also been playing some Modern Warfare, and I'm still at the Luigi's Mansion and Ring Fit Adventure on the daily, you know, trying to get that six-pack, you know, by the end of 2020. <laughs> For sure. Um, it's just me and A.A. Ron this week. We're recording this on the 22nd, however. Happy holidays! Yes, and it's the first day of Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners out there. That's uh, right. Gabe's Shalom! Shalom! To Duluth. Hopefully he doesn't get stuck up there for another, like, three days. Wasn't he stuck up there for, like, an extended yeah, weekend? He was, he was. So, yeah. I don't know, I don't I don't. I guess, I mean, the obviously the weather in Duluth is dramatically different from the weather in the cities yeah but it's about i think it's supposed to be at least decent here the next couple of days still after this miraculous weekend in the 40s yeah dude i think that's one of the things being a transplant from not from here that i didn't realize about the twin cities versus northern minnesota right. people think don't get me wrong like the twin cities get brutal and cold but right. north is like it's like North of the Wall in Game of right. Thrones. Yeah. It's like, yeah. don't Yeah, no, it's fucking... 100% accurate. Those yeah. people are a different fucking breed. Up there. <laughs> yeah, they're like the wildlings, dude. They totally yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. And Gabe definitely, I mean, he's he's one of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. He it up there. Yeah. So more power to him. Uh, All those wonderful folks on the south shore and west shore of Lake Superior. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And then Shane's parenting's hard, you know? I think he's having a parenting challenge this evening, which we've all been there before. And AJ is just a big bitch. I mean, that's oh, that's come all on, do it. I think. Well, I think to be fair to AJ, I believe he was up very late night last night playing some Modern Warfare, which oh. yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I know he's he's trying to ma- he's trying to max on his double XP weapon weekend or whatever that's going on. Which oh. I, I have to say, and we'll get into it in the what we've been playing section. Yeah, but. As much of grief as I would going to give the single player of Modern Warfare, I have had a whole slew of fun with the multiplayer. Me and AJ actually yeah. have played some pretty healthy sessions. So, dude, yeah. Oh man, I mean, we'll we might as well. Well, let me just hit up this housekeeping crap real quick. There's not a lot there that we haven't covered, but as y'all know out there, you can hit us up at mngamerspodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email with your thoughts and questions and that kind of thing. We're also in the Twitterverse at mngamerspodcast, so you can reach us there. And I also wanted to let y'all know that um, we've been working on our logo, like our finalized logo for a while, roughly six months, and (laughs) it should be hopefully popping out here in the next couple weeks so um if you notice the thumbnail on your whatever app you're listening to us on or whatever change it's still us it's just it's still us. a little bit different just a little less medieval maybe yeah and may of like colored i think right. there's a, there's at least one color in there there you I think go it's blue as of right now so we'll see no, spoiler alert our Woo. logo might be blue Woo. <laughs> so Hey, Aaron, you already brought it up a little bit. So you, out of the, I think all of us have played Call of Duty, the most recent one. I think we have now. I think everybody's participated in the campaign mode for sure. Yeah. And it, you, as far as I know, I think you're the only one that didn't care for the campaign. Go ahead and tell us why that is. So, okay. So let me first say there are some really good things about the campaign mode I did like. There is, well, A, the, the second mission in the campaign mode is kind of a chaotic one because of a terrorist incident. Imagine and that. So the, right. So weirdly enough, a terrorist incident, incident is the, you know, I guess the MacGuffin for the whole thing, right? <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, I liked it just because I thought it, and I, the one thing I always have to do when I play like a, a modern warfare game or Call of Duty is I have to set aside, you know, A lot of people like to think that this is like a real interpretation of war, and I am in no way whatsoever delusionary enough to think that this is like war. However, that being said, I thought it did an interesting job in a video game uh, standpoint of presenting what is the fog of war, insofar as you knew 
something bad had happened in this mission, but it wasn't super clear who the enemies were throughout it. Like, I I failed the mission umpteen times because I had accidentally shot a civilian. Um, oh, yeah. Because the terrorists were dressed in playing clothes and guns and yada, yada, yada. And the civilian, I'd be shooting at a terrorist and the civilian would literally cross my fire path and die and I would fail and this, that, and the other thing. That was one of the missions I really enjoyed just because I thought that was an interesting touch. The other mission I really enjoyed was where you ultimately raid one of the big bad guys' mansion complex thing. Oh, yeah. The one that towards was pretty, the end? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, when um, you're mostly in your NVGs the whole time and like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you're so, you're basically solo. Yeah. Um, and I like that one too. I thought that was one of the better ones. I thought that the one raid on that one house in London was interesting because it was basically like a almost a shot for shot from a room recreation standpoint of the raid on Osama bin Laden's compound from Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, for uh, real. I, uh, I, Dude, I yeah. have to watch that movie. I don't know right. how I haven't seen it yet. Um, so that was interesting. Other than that, I thought most of the large, big action sequences in the single player were mostly forgettable. I thought the one big, dramatic, do you or do you not morality choice was forgettable. A, I, I tried to do the bad thing just because I wanted to see how far the game would allow me to take it. Yeah. Turns out it was a false option. So oh, were, really? Yeah. It, okay. It was completely a false option. And I think that that morality choice itself has been much better represented in other media, such as films. Uh, but it was it, it was portrayed much better in that film. The overall story was okay. And I, I guess I liked that ultimately it wasn't, ooh, the Russians are all bad, right? Because there was a couple Russians that were in there that were actually kind of friendly and helpful, right? Yeah. And it wasn't all about, ooh, the bad Middle Eastern people, right? Right. Or, right. or whatever, you, however you want to classify their ethnicity. Right. Um, they're not all bad, right? So that was that was nice that they kind of presented war in a more like gray area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both morally and and you know how it's approached and why nations engage or why peoples engage and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. But and for the large, your enemy can become like your friend and vice right. versa. How much, how quickly they can go from considering you like a ally to an enemy, like that kind of thing. I thought was pretty interesting. I thought they covered that pretty well. I did. I saw the turn coming for the one character. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I not, yeah, I, I was pretty confident that was going to happen. Uh, I didn't think about their second turn, which was kind of a not turn sort of thing. But yeah, um, I saw the first their first turn coming um, from a mile away. Um, I don't know why I just did. Um, but for in large part, I, I, I think even uh, some of the story beats were all right. But my biggest gripe with the single-player gameplay of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is that, ultimately, in my opinion, it hasn't really changed much or evolved much at all in the last decade at all. You're basically sent down a very narrow path. There's some action sequences, which there's like an enemy far off in the distance, which you ultimately can't do anything about until you get close enough. And that in of itself forces you to advance. And there's monster closets coming out from you on the left and the right. And you get killed for no reason and die for no reason half the time. And I don't think it does a good representation of a battle, like a large-scale battle. I think something like Call of Duty World War One or Call of Duty 1. Sorry, not Call of Duty. Battlefield 1 did a oh, much yeah. better job. I haven't played the newest Battlefield, so I wouldn't know about, uh, what are they on, 5 now? I think um, so. It's kind of confusing when they go 1, 2, 3, <laughs> right. 1, 4, right. 5. Exactly. I just think that the gameplay itself has evolved. I almost think they sh- they would it would benefit them from evolving it from almost like um, you have certain skills that you accrue 
from mission to mission or from, and I get that you're jumping around and um, being, you know, a multitude of avatars throughout it. Uh, And I guess in that way, depending upon the mission, you get different skills or different weapons, but I don't know. I, I just wish they would change it, the format somehow in, in a meaningful way, because it's basically been the same Michael Bay movie turned video game for the last 10 years. Yeah. And And, I'm with you. I think, I mean, when it comes to first person shooters, obviously there's bar none compared to Call of Duty and it's, they churn it out and it's such a formulaic thing where it's like, Oh, okay. We just do this and this and this every year. And we, sell this many copies right. and it's an extravagant number of copies dude. they sell like 15 million 18 million copies right. every year so i think that's what's pushing against that change even though you know say they dedicated the same amount of resources to the multiplayer i mean i guess i can't speak that uh eloquently to, to how well different it is from one year to the next but well, Seems to me like most people dig it, the multiplayer. So right. like, I wish they would just exert a little bit more effort in developing, like you said, um, not necessarily an action RPG necessarily, but at least something that is character development or, you know, in your skills or something. Right. Change like the formula of the single player gameplay in a meaningful way. Right. And it's weird because I guess the reason why... I say this about Call of Duty, and I know they've gone through a myriad of changes, like they've gone into the future and yada, 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 and this is kind of bringing it back down to a more grounded 2019, 2020 technological, you know, military experience. But I, I basically stopped buying and really playing Call of Duty games after Black Ops 3. And it was weird because when I was playing this, I was just like, Jesus, it's been like, I guess I, I don't recall exactly how long it's been since Black Ops 3 was out, but I feel like I haven't played a Call of Duty game in five years. Yeah. And it's I'm like... Been, this, like last year was Black Ops, right? And then the year before that was World War Two. Yeah, well, and then there was Ghosts <laughs> and Infinite Warfare. Oh. So it's it's been at least five years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and I, uh, I literally, as I was playing this, I was like, Jesus Christ, this game... I, I literally stopped playing this game because it was the same game over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. Turns out, still the same game yeah. over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> right. Luckily, because I have taken such or had taken such a reprieve from the multiplayer, I actually really enjoyed it again. Yeah. Um, I think the multiplayer is really fun, and I've only ever played the competitive modes and and with AJ, and it's been it's fun. Because for all the wrongs of, like, the gameplay in the single player where I feel like half the time when I die, it's not my fault. When I die in multiplayer, I know it's definitely my fault. Because right, I, right. I can see myself either, A, like, I fucked up, I missed the shot, I shot around his whole head, but not at his head. Right. Or, like, clearly I got I, someone snuck up from behind me and all this other stuff. I feel the multiplayer is just so fine-tuned. It's definitely still the... The shining piece uh, that is Call of Duty is its multiplayer experience, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and I, I, I've got. It's fun to get back into Call of Duty for the first time in a while, from a multiplayer perspective. And, yeah. and some of the levels actually remind me of like Modern Warfare Two. Some remind me of mo- the original Modern Warfare. It's pretty cool from that perspective, and I can't wait to actually play some of the co-op modes because those those sound like they're pretty fun too. Yeah, have you guys gotten into any of the Spec Ops stuff yet? We haven't yet, um, or at least I haven't yet. I know AJ, I think he's tried it, but I think we actually need, from what he was saying, uh, we need actually a solid foursome. So, oh, really? Yeah, so uh, between, I guess, the five of us and any of our wonderful listeners out there who might want to hit us up on oh, Twitter. Yeah. Sure. More on PlayStation 4 or Xbox 360 or PC or however you want to get at us. We'd love to try out some co-op with y'all. So. Oh, yeah. The beauty of crossplay, man. For shizzle. Here is now. Yeah, and then uh, trying to think. I might actually, dude, I keep going back and forth on the fence about whether or not I should buy it. I should just pull the trigger. But uh, I was glad I snatched it up. When it and was the, still available in Redbox, to be honest. Yeah, dude, I waited too long on the, the I, days or uh, 
Death Stranding thing. It was on sale for like 25 bucks at the one like right down the street from me, and I just didn't do it, and I should have, but oh well. Yeah, you um, can borrow it from me or AJ, whoever finishes it first, which, who I think will be AJ. Yeah. Seems like um, he's smashing it. Right on. So you've also gone down the uh, same route that I'm currently on with the Days Gone fiasco. Where are you at with that one? I have to say it's odd because I feel like I can only like tolerate playing one mission of that game, one to two missions of that game, like at a time before right I'm like, okay, I got to turn it off. Why? Um, you just don't like the like it's just redundant or? No, it just the the having to constantly manage the fuel of my bike pisses me. Oh off. Yeah, yeah, it really does because the bike itself is supposed to be like your traveling device exactly like the horse in red dead redemption yeah but it sucks like so that pisses me off and there's like there's a couple of just like gameplay systems that i feel are just half-assed in in both conception and execution like like i the other week i was bitching about um how the group think is smart sort of like they see a dead body and then they don't bother with it. The other thing that makes me really mad is when you know how you throw a rock to distract, uh, like either a zombie or the human, it only ever impacts one individual at a time. Yeah. Right. It's like there might be two guys literally standing together Right. I could throw a rock at the feet and only one guy will notice because that's just how you have your, the game is literally focusing on one guy that will be affected by this rock throw. Right. And that's just doesn't so make dumb. a lot of sense considering they talk about hordes and how they move as exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's really frustrating when I'm trying to like, cause part of the genius of that gameplay of, of the game itself is pitting like zombies against humans using zombies as a weapons against your other enemy like you know the right. enemy, my enemy is my friend very art of war ish right 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 um yet it doesn't fully enable me to do that despite these other genius systems that allow for this ai groupthink. yeah and i'm just like what the fuck like how did this why why did you make this decision and i don't understand it yeah i don't i mean it's almost as if they like really wanted to figure out how to make that more realized in the game and couldn't figure it out. You know what I mean? Cause I don't know if you've approached a horde yet, but they're, they will relentlessly chase you. And I have in that way. There's kind of a group think, but there's no, like, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, if you come across four of them, say, right, you can, and so you can easily distract one, even if it's standing right next to the other one without it noticing you. So there's no, which kind of takes away from the group think aspect of it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, so, you're exactly right. It's, it's, it's counterintuitive depending upon the scenario. Yeah. But there have been instances where I'll throw something at a group of marauders or whatever so that like an attractor and then the freaks will go after them or stuff like that. So you can get it to work in your favor. But so an, an attractor, is that like an upgrade I just haven't unlocked yet? Probably. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you can get it to work in certain aspects. It's just, it's like some things just haven't been fully realized, I think, yet. And then the amount of, like I think I had told you I'd reached... I, I don't know, man. You do so much stuff, and it's just you slowly progress. It's very slow and creepily going forward and not really making a lot of progress. The fact right. that your currency doesn't mean the same at every Between different camps, camp, which I guess which is also, make sense. But. Oh, you think – so I actually don't think that – for me, that I, I don't think that does make sense. I don't know. I don't. I guess I can't guess what the apocalypse would be like, like the zombie apocalypse. Right, right. And trust me, I've tried on several occasions, but I, I don't. I guess I don't really know. Um, and then it's just frustrating because you want to build 
every camp will have a mechanic and somebody who can sell you munitions, but right. some of the mechanics at the camps can only refuel and repair your bike, whereas right. at other camps they can upgrade it, but they don't have the same guns and stuff. One has well, that, like that makes guns sense. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's it, it makes sense, but it's but just I would I would think like the camps themselves once they would meet each other. I, like, I can't imagine a world where, like, oh, my gosh, I'm totally having a brain fart. What's the AMC show? Um, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead, right, yeah. where there's you have these different factions, and people just can't live in harmony but in different little micro-societies yeah. and have bartering between them because, right. you know, <laughs> like, that doesn't make – because I, I just don't think that actually makes sense in the real world because no. clearly – that's how we evolved right, <laughs> as a exactly. larger society. And yeah. I don't I don't think that would necessarily change in the event of a zombie apocalypse of some kind. I think eventually we'd find our way back to like that greater common currency society because bartering only works like so far. Right. But anyway, I mean that's that's getting more advanced than I, probably that game means to be. Well, kind of, but not, like, you're talking about camps that are, like, a certain distance apart, and obviously they'd be more, they'd be better off if they combine their resources in, in... More skills, right? Exactly, rather than separating and whatnot, but, like, and it, the other thing is, like, the narrative, I don't know, I've said this, I think, the last three weeks, because I've been playing this goddamn game for so long, because <laughs> it's so long, man. Uh, like I just am having a hard time like empathizing with the main character, and not just because he's he's a curmudgeon under his breath the whole yeah. time, which is yeah. really weird. I didn't really get what you were talking. I mean, oh. I got it a little bit, but I didn't. I I I didn't play the game enough to really yeah. Uh, I guess he's hear like, enough of that dialogue. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're he, like, dude, you're it's funny. weird. It's yeah. it's a little bit. Like, Jesus Christ, man, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he has, like, an alternate personality or something. It, like, right. really kind of throws you off. And then, right. like, I I can't spoil it, obviously, but, like, things happen later in the game where you're like, if this happened in real life, all of this going on, there are certain things. Granted, we don't, like we just said, we don't know what this would be like, obviously, but there are certain assumptions you can make about how you would feel about certain things happening and like his reaction to things or a character's reaction to like events. You're like, that's not realistic. Like that's not how a human being with emotions and feelings would like react react to that situation. So this doesn't make any sense and it's weird. I'm interested to get there. However, I fear I might slide this game on the back burner for Death Stranding. If I wasn't so far, I didn't want to suggest it because, I mean, do your own thing. But, I mean, especially if you're only playing it, if you're playing like a mission and then you're like, I'm good. Like, I would suggest doing that because like this has the Assassin's Creed Odyssey thing about it that keeps me like wanting to play it because it mm. it's a satisfying loop for me sure but i definitely feel like if you're like two missions and you're done like i mean you'll be playing this game until fucking may dude sure until the next zombie com- game comes out when the last of us part two comes out in May. right right uh, right right i don't know but in it and i don't again mean to say that it's a terrible game i just don't think it's very it's not an efficient use of my gaming time i guess I feel, but I've, right. I've put this much time in, so. There's so many good games out there, and that that is, it's a first world problem to have, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it's a wonderful problem to have, and yeah. thank God we have it as gamers because there are just there's, where it's a uh, it's an embarrassment of riches out there, especially at least in my opinion, if you're a own owner of a PS4, a PlayStation of this generation, and even still, all the third party games out there are just they're abundant. So yeah. a cornucopia of wonderfulness. Well, and I was I was thinking about this earlier today too, man. Like if you had a PC and you signed up for a free PSN name and bought 
PlayStation Now for, I think it's $60 a year now. You could play Persona 5, Spider-Man, and God of War. God of War. Right. Not and, to mention, like, Metal Gear Solid 5 and, right. like, all the other PS4 games that are on there. But I'm just saying, yep. like, PlayStation exclusive games that you could play. Yep. So. Um, it's true. And I think that's, um, I think, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. I, I will. It's so weird, too, because now, like, they keep making remakes, and not just PlayStation, not just for the PlayStation, but there's, there's games that I'm really excited that are coming out again that are available for both i think probably all the platforms um but like the a the new star wars movie got me real juiced for well a star wars and then jedi fallen order and uh, all that because well a jedi uh jedi outcast is now oh. out on playstation 4 and xbox one as a remake and Jedi Academy will soon be following in January, which I'm super stoked about. So I'll definitely, I, I actually have a Jedi Outcast in my PlayStation shopping cart right now. So I'll be picking that up for like $8. Hell yeah. So super stoked about that. Speaking, well, speaking of, of Star Wars, dude. Bingo. I know you saw the movie, but this ain't no movie podcast. Yeah, we can talk about it a little bit, though. Sure. A little bit. Not a lot. We don't know who has and hasn't seen that. John, you haven't seen it. No. I have. I saw it. I think the first possible chance any non-media person could see it. Um, I liked it. It's not without its problems, but I liked it a lot. So, you know, at me if you feel oppositely uh, or the same. However, I will say this. Also, I am currently in Twitter timeout. Uh, for like another five days, <laughs> I was bad on Twitter. It happens from time to time. I get over. Don't drink in Twitter out there. <sighs> Pretty sure I sobered in Twitter and just oh really an asshole. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I suggested a certain person uh, in a satirical way. It should be tarred and feathered and waterboarded, right? But you know, <laughs> satire and Twitter don't mix. Dude, I didn't uh, even think at a certain I, level. It was that bad. That's what yeah. I thought was so funny. I was like, wait a minute. I've seen and heard worse. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I think the true thing is, is I got into a, a grievance with a, a Vikings fan earlier that day. Oh. Um, and unfortunately made him look like a fool. Um, and, well, I believe he took umbrage with me and then just went and reported a bunch of my tweets. and Because I've, I've, I've said some worse things on Twitter than what I got banned yeah. for this time, for sure. sure. And uh, I'm pretty sure they Twitter doesn't actually care or know unless somebody reports their ass. Right. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What are you going to do? I try to be a better person. I don't know. Eh. Maybe that's what Twitter's trying to teach you. <laughs> you know when the internet's bad and everybody complains about the internet being horrible and then you get kicked off the internet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, it could be worse. We could be like in Iran right now, right? Where they haven't yeah. had internet in over 100 days or whatever. Oh, that's really? Insane. Something like that. I thought I saw something about that today. Anyway. Like South Korea. Well, I Say so what? I said it's like South Korea. Right. It's, if, well, North Korea. North yeah, Korea. whatever. Right. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> they both have kimchi. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, I love the Star Wars movie. And one of the best parts about the Star Wars movie is its uh, involvement with Star Wars Battlefront 2 DLC, which is brand new and released literally within the last few days. The new level has dropped, which is a level from the film, which is seen in the trailers. It's like the jungly level you see Ray running through. Um, so it's not a spoiler. And it's it's really cool. Like I just love the fact that they just keep adding content to that game because Yeah. You know, that game and I keep I keep hammering on that game and No Man's Sky for being like the games that just like have done their fan bases so well after having terrible starts. And they, I, I actually, I have to believe at this point, both of those games have grown. Yeah. 
and the fan base has grown. Because I, I mean, I, I've, I've never been longing for finding a group of people to jump in and play with on Battlefront 2 or No Man's Sky. And No Man's Sky released another update, too, where you can actually make your own music and soundtrack and stuff, which is just crazy. I mean, that game is just nuts. On uh, Battlefront, so far. No, no, sorry, on No Man's Sky, I shifted gears. Oh, my bad. But no, the Battlefront is great. I, I thought there were... I wish they would have used, like, different planets or different from the new movie... Another scene in the trailers where you see the the resistance galloping upon those horse-like creatures on top of what seems like a Star Destroyer. That would have been a really cool level to have put in the video game because it's so much unlike Kashyyyk or Endor, right? Any of those other jungly planets that have been featured already in the Battlefront games. But I love what they're doing with it. My only two gripes is I wish they would come out with a single like the the single player like Galactic yeah. Domination game from the earlier from Battlefront 2 and I really really wish that they would inevitably incorporate all of the levels from Star Wars Battlefront the the first EA remake from like what 3 4 years ago now oh, yeah. um, because that Hoth level was awesome that indoor level was awesome that Cloud City level was awesome. That start, uh, that Death Star level was awesome. There's just all sorts of really quality levels in that game that there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to incorporate them in fairly readily into the new one, and I wish they would. Yeah. Especially since they basically, like on the PlayStation Store, and I'm sure on the Xbox Store as well, when you see that combo go on sale for Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2, it's like you can always buy either of those two games individually for seven dollars, or you can buy them both for seven dollars and fifty cents with right. all the DLC. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just like, just you might as well merge it and just pretend the first game didn't exist anymore right. because it wasn't as good. Plus, Battlefront uh, One had that sweet VR X-wing. Thing. Yes. I don't know yes. if you ever played that, but that Definitely was did. badass, dude. Like, yeah, super talk about badass. realizing your childhood dream of oh, like, what it feels like to be in an X-wing. Like, oh man. They that, really need to expand on that. Like, that's like. So I'm super glad like Ace Combat came out with another VR level as part of the, like the season's pass. So I think there's a total of four now. But that would be great if there was, like, more VR content for Star Wars. That would just be yeah, amazing. And, a, dude, and another thing, I heard people, like, there aren't enough Star Wars games. Like, obviously. But, <laughs> obviously. like, remember when they made, like, Jedi Starfighter and oh, yeah. Squadron? Yeah. Those games were fucking fantastic. Where, why are they, they have all of these ships that everybody is fascinated with and loves the shit out of, and they're like, eh, let's just not do anything with it. Let's just leave it sit there for, well, you know, a lot decades. of it's in Battlefront 2. To be honest, have you played the Starfighter modes in Battlefront 2? Mm, no, I didn't even know there were Starfighter modes. Yeah, like, dude, on it's solo or like multi multiplayer. Both, both. Oh. It's fantastic, dude. You can jump into all those ships that you're just talking about right now. Maybe I'll have to give it a shot again, then. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm should. definitely going to, because I think it, maybe instead of getting... Well, I mean, whatever. Like, I'd rather play that game than Call of Duty, personally, because if it's as good as people... Or if it's kind of redeemed itself, I'm all about it, man. It's fantastic. I love it. I, I love it. I love Call of Duty. You know, it, it's just... Star Wars, to me, is just, like... I, for as as ultimately as I disliked Episode Eight and some of the other decisions that have made about Star Wars, I love Star Wars. Period. I love the entire mythos. Like, yeah. And I think I actually think that the fact that I am a huge fan of the total mythos of Star Wars, for the most part, is is one of the things that helped me really like the new film, because uh, I have, I would say, some extra knowledge or at least uh, acquaintance with some of the fan, uh, or I should say fan, but former Extended Universe uh, content regarding the Sith and their their comings and goings. And, oh, yeah. And, and other things that, like, there's all sorts for me of these little, like, n- like, little nods and little, like, 
just like, hey, this is kind of extended university stuff. Right, right. Like in, in the newest film, which I really loved. That's um, Yeah. But like you were just saying, though, the, the VR stuff is super good. I know AJ got his new flight stick for Christmas, and uh, I haven't tried that with the flight stick, but I should give it a go because the, yeah. the HOTUS flight stick is, is, is dope as fuck. Yeah. Especially for Ace Combat, which I know AJ has been loving. So yeah, also in VR that'd be pretty badass. But right, we'll get. Right. It. Hopefully, we'll play that soon, and then we'll give give a shout out. Or it just it just adds like another out. level of just complete immersion that is just cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, we'll have to check out those cool new Battlefront Two ships and let everybody know. It's a date. What's the haps with it, man? Because I'm kind of... I don't know. I've been missing that stuff, dude. Since, like I said, Jedi Starfighter on PS2. And, like, I played the shit out of Rogue Squadron on... Was I don't know. N64, man. And then Rogue Squadron 2 was out on GameCube, right? Yeah. Um, the and days. then Rogue Squadron 3 was also out on Game GameCube. Which included all of Rogue Squadron 2, which you could play multiplayer. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh, fun times. <laughs> Those were the days. Um, well, speaking of ships, you know what doesn't have ships in it? <laughs> Silent Hill. That's uh, true. But there was... People are still apparently That's... just diving into that thing, and I don't know how they're finding this stuff, but they're peering over every corner and scratching the surface of everything they come across to find anything they can tap into and they have discovered how to get out of the house in the pt demo and onto the streets and the dude i watched the youtube video and he actually like walks around the streets and examines the area a little bit and how because i haven't seen the video i just saw some screenshots no but you're pretty certain when you're watching it that something is going to happen but it doesn't it's it's still pretty creepy and one of the things like when you obviously it wasn't made to be walked on so because it wasn't a fully developed aspect of the game world yet so a couple times when he walks out of the door he like falls through the ground or whatever. Okay, sure. And the Lisa, the like creepy dead person or whatever that's following you the whole time, like actually like picks you up and restarts the game or whatever. <laughs> um, wow. But it reminded me. I don't know if you ever played Evil Within two or it kind of reminded me of that backwards world in there. Um, okay. But it's pretty sweet, and I thought it was mostly cool how people are just still diving into that game. And trying to discover more things about it. And again, like kind of like we were talking about with the Star Wars thing. And EA has this license in Disney. Like obviously Disney is making plenty of movies and shows with the cinematic universe. But the game universe is just largely ignored. And it's too bad that Konami Konami is such a fucking asshole. Yeah, man. Because (laughs) right now you got... I mean, Evil Within, I think, is underappreciated because it is pretty good, but Resident Evil is pretty much... I mean, that's all you have. I guess that's not true. That's not true at all, really. Well, the, 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 the median... Whatever the ship game is that AJ was played, I heard that's actually pretty decent. Oh, really? What's that? Observation? No, it's like the... Um, it was by the same guys that made... Oh, my gosh. The, the video game with Rumi Malik. And um, you make a decision, and this happens. Mm. It all happened in one night on a snowy cabin on the top of some mountain. God, what's the name of that game? Anyway, ages oh, until forget. dawn. Until dawn. Man of right. Medan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, there are good ones out there. I'm yeah, just, there's I some good ones. Sad that Silent Pizza. Hill. Yeah, Silent Hill is just, just kind totally of... underutilized, and Konami yeah. gives a fuck about their pachinko machines now and yeah which is too bad yeah it is and i guess they're willing to let people remake castlevania games occasionally but yeah about it yeah yeah uh, no it'd be great though is i'd i also i also think it's really cool that people just like i a i wish i was that talented 
from a computer knowledge perspective to to, to get in there and like yeah. try to go through the code and see what's available to like hack and or like um I guess glitch through to like you know see some of that other cool random stuff that all these other people are able to make YouTube videos about right man um, and this is the amount of time they have to put into it to figure that shit out it's crazy right, right. crazy but cool good on yeah. them it is cool fuck you konami <laughs> yeah make cooler shit yeah like not pachinko i don't even know what that is and i have no interest in pachinko i don't care i don't know just either. make video games that i like god damn it yeah um speaking of people who make video games that i like i'm really good at transitions i don't know if you've noticed this before but it's one of my strengths I literally, yeah, no, that's fantastic. I feel like yeah. you just KY Jelly just right <laughs> down, sure. yeah. down a slide. Smooth as silk, bro. <laughs> um, there is a game, I actually heard this, Them, I had seen it, I can't remember why I saw a game, Journey to the Savage Planet, it comes out next month. Typhoon Studios is making it, but they were interviewed on the Game Informer podcast last week. So I listened to that, and then the next day, or actually I think it was this week sometime, Google announced that they had just picked up this studio. I think it's a really good pickup. I think they made Army of Two, if you remember that. Oh, game. yeah, Back yeah. On, I didn't I think play that was it, but PS3 I remember that game. game. Yeah. Uh, well, they made two of them, because there was the original and the sequel, and I, Army I never, of two? never played either of them. Yeah, there's Army of Two <laughs> Deuce, or whatever. Two, two. <laughs> two, Spelled two. T-U-T-U. Right. <laughs> the uh, prints around. Right, exactly. Doing your potterberries and whatnot, <laughs> <laughs> but they made some other cool games. And this game looks like a more colorful outer world, kind of with more interesting looking creatures and stuff. Okay, it's kind of so, action adventure RPG kind of thing. Did you? I I don't know if you know or not, but is Journey to the Savage Planet, does that mean that it is now exclusive to Stadia, or no, is it their already, next game? It's kind of like Outer Worlds, where right, they okay. were picked up at bef- after they already had publishing obligations to sure. like other platforms. But, you know, presumably... I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I would guess that it's free then with Stadia whatever, Pro, or what do they call the thing if you... You know what I'm talking about? If you have the... I don't know. I, I mean, there's like six or seven people who play Stadia out there, so if one <laughs> yeah. of you are our listeners, please correct us. Dude, for real. I <laughs> was listening to something else. I can't even remember the other day. They were talking about how they were trying to match on Mortal Kombat 11, and they tried like five times and couldn't get a match. And not because they didn't have the speed, but because nobody else was playing Mortal Kombat 11 in co-op on Stadia. Right. Which is just unbelievable, man. I don't know. We're talking about a time where there's crossplay, and there probably is crossplay on that. I guess I don't know. I shouldn't say for sure, but there must not be if they were trying to play Mortal Kombat 11 and couldn't find a match. Because if it was crossplay, guessing they would have found somebody to play with. So it must just be only well, city of people. So well, and to be fair though, because they're still in like, because I believe this is still like the quote unquote pre whoever pre-ordered it like yep. that stage yeah and yep. i don't i i'd ha- i used to know it but i'd have to look back and figure refigure it out like when the actual full-on shebang release is but i wonder if some of those features will go live with that yeah i should look that's that a good up. point too because it's probably they're probably pretty limited by the number of people who actually have the ability to play it too right. so but, but it doesn't sound good. I mean, that doesn't sound no. good either way, right? I mean, yeah. But are they? The other thing is, like, are they gonna do a Game Pass style thing where it's like, oh, this is our first party stuff now? It's weird, right. man, because that's already an expectation of mine. Like, I don't have it for PlayStation, but since Xbox kind of set that standard already, right. like, any new players of the game, I'm just like, well, why would I? You know, why would I buy it on Stadia if I can, you know what I mean? If it's not free or whatever. Right. If you have a Stadia right. or, at least part, or whatever. Well, not free. It's not free, right? It's part of the service. Yeah, part of, like, whatever you pay. Right. Monthly or whatever. Kind of like your PlayStation Plus or whatever. Yeah. No, but, I, I, I kind of agree with that. And 
Uh, well, City is just. I still I think their terrible launch is not gonna help them at all. And I don't know honestly if it will ever succeed as a platform. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the future. And then Depends how on the both, cost of both Sony and Microsoft stuff, react to it, right? And Nintendo as well. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, I have a feeling... Only time too. shall tell. Yeah. When Xbox comes out with their streaming service globally, or at least within the United States next year, I can't imagine it's going to be able to, like, compete with that, you know, with everything that they have. So, I don't know. Only time right. shall tell, like you just said. Well, and I, I read a, a substantial rumor today, too, because... Uh, I think on last week's episodes we were talking about like, oh, what might be your tipping point for the the new Xbox or the new PlayStation? And, oh yeah. Um, I'm very much about like being able to experience and take advantage of all of the games I've purchased. Well, there's been some pretty substantive rumors by this gentleman who has, I guess, broken a lot of other stuff before it actually happened. About I, he sent out a tweet forget his name so i'm sorry stating make sure to do not sell or get rid of your old playstation 4 3 2 or original playstation games oh yeah so that would lead me to believe that they're gonna do hopefully back backwards compatible ability to all of it i mean yeah, I guess I don't know, man. I I've heard the PlayStation Three makes that really difficult, but with the cell processor, whatever. Right. What do well, I? Well, with cloud, I think though it's like with cloud emulation, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, because I could just because... I, I can pop in my PlayStation Three disc into my PS Five. It can read it from a DRM, know that yeah. I it's in there, and then just yep. produce it for me from the cloud. Yeah, you're you That's are my correct. guess. I mean, yeah, you're right. Because they do that with uh, a lot of the PS Now games. Right. Like, I just, whatever, that Metal Gear Rising game from back in the day and Asura's Wrath, I played those, like, within the last six months um, on PlayStation Now. So, right. yeah, you're definitely right. They could certainly do that. So that would be real cool. So... Now, I do have a copy of uh, 50 Cent bulletproof or whatever oh, it's called for playstation that, 2, blood dude. in the sand or whatever yeah, i can't the... remember it's, <laughs> it's uh it was my it. wife she, she had it i guess that's right that's right so i guess that would be awesome because then i could find out what that game's all about for sure and presumably have my newest favorite game of all time i don't see why not yeah i mean unit in the house Exactly. <laughs> oh, right on. Well, we got one more thing, I John. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing. And this is a preview for our wonderful listeners, is we actually do plan on having our own mostly normal game of the game of the game awards show. Game of the game awards show. No, game awards show. At some juncture. But uh, as a prelude into that, you and I were going to talk about some things from the past year that left us oh so unsatisfied. Yeah. And ho- hopefully a- AJ and Gabe and Shane will opine on this in an upcoming episode for themselves. But there was one thing for certain that I take umbrage with um, that occurred during this past year. Is, is there anything that you did? That I did? Took umbrage with that you... That you oh, that you, yeah. You, you mother, you daddy motherfuckers. I don't want to have the same one. Okay, okay. So mine uh, actually is about Sony and how they done dirty did us wrong from a, a PlayStation Plus perspective, in my opinion. So back in, I believe they announced it technically in 2018 that it was going to happen, but it didn't technically start until March of this year. Uh, where all of a sudden we lost getting... Basically, you used to get six 
PlayStation Plus games a month with the service. Now, there's a lot of people, oh, they're free games. You you know, they're just gifts to you. And I'm like, mm, no, they're part of the service that you're paying for, and you don't own them. You are leasing them as part of your membership fee from PlayStation. If you don't pay that fee to them, those games go away. They're not free games. They're only free provided your subscription is intact. So what they did, though, was say, we're not giving you any more PlayStation 3 games. We're not giving you Vita or VR or PSP titles anymore. You're just getting two PlayStation 4 games a month. Whereas previously, you were getting like six. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but don't worry. We're giving you like ten times more online storage space. Who gives a fuck? Right. I don't give about cloud online storage space for my saves that take up 50 megabytes a pop at Not most. Not yet. I'm guessing next gen you will. Maybe. But yeah, you're right. I'm not. I'm not uh, at all like saying that that makes up for it at all. I'm just right. Well, and 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 to compound the fact that like the year before, two maybe two years before, I don't exactly remember when, they had upped the price to the PlayStation Plus service to be in line with Xbox, so sixty bucks a year, right? And so you you know you're charging us more and now giving us less which as a consumer pisses me off yeah it just pisses me off to no end and all i can do is just sit here bend over and take it in the ass because i'm not gonna not have playstation plus because right. i play multiplayer games all the time and and to be fair honestly too like i think the 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 offerings the quote-unquote free games that have come with the service especially over this last calendar year have been middling at best a lot of the the, quote, the, the, the free games, right, quote-unquote, that you get for free are, like, games that they've tried to give away for $5 a pop on previous PlayStation sales, to which I'm sure I've bought them, because if I see a game that is at all noteworthy and it's $5, yes, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really benefited at all from the, the PlayStation Plus game offerings at all over this past year. So... It sucks because now I'm no longer like building out my PlayStation 3 digital catalog or my VR catalog unless I'm buying the games. Right. Right. I I think I wish they would have added some VR, like at least one VR title a month or something like that. Just right. Because then they would have. I mean, it's a win-win for them because if you own VR already, you get more games. Also. It encourages people who don't have VR to pick one perhaps up. Cause buy one. Already, yeah. You're right, because if you buy a VR category, like you're like, oh, or I'm sorry, if you go and you buy a VR, you're like, oh, that's right. I technically already have all these VR games in my digital catalog. Exactly. Why not? It incentivizes right. people. And I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So that that is my big gripe. I think Sony really fucked its loyal fan base over Screwed on that the one. the pooch, as it were. Yeah. And, 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 and they did it explicitly because, you know, they're they're king of the mountain, and they can. Right. And I think it's bullshit. I think at minimum, they should be giving you two actual PlayStation 4 titles a month, and then either a VR game or a, like, just, like, a digital, like, arcade game that, you know, is, like, one of those games that first came out on Steam got popular then is now on every platform. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a good idea. Like, if they were to, like, sponsor, say, an indie game right? every once a month, like, I know we get a ton of indie games, a lot more than we used to, and I think we're exposed to it, obviously, because we're avid gamers, but also I think it's more out there than it used to be, but take a game that's maybe underrepresented and put it on there for free, and then you're giving the developer a some marketing that they probably can't afford to have otherwise, and also some coin in their pocket for a game that you kind of appreciate, that would be a really cool thing for them to have done. Right. Just but, don't give me a game that you try to tell me, hey, here's this awesome title that yeah. we couldn't give away for $5 a month in the three sales we had <laughs> right. the three weeks leading up to giving it away. Like Titanfall 2. Yeah, bingo. And it, like, Which I'm not, Titanfall 2 is an amazing game, and for yeah. those who haven't played it, I hope you 
yeah. you know, acquired it in the PlayStation Plus offering. But fucking Christ. They they couldn't give that game away if they tried beforehand. So now we're going to give it to you for free. Right. Uh, that's some bullshit. Yeah. Sorry. It's some bullshit. Sure. I agree. That's, that's, my, that's my thing that really pissed me off. Still pisses me off. And I hope there is a moderate course correction. Though I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thing that pissed me off was the Blitz Chung thing. Which then kind of opened it up to exposing not only Blizzard, but also games. And I alluded to this last week also. The amount of Chinese investment there is in American companies and how that's kind of leading those either CEOs or, you know, the powers that be at those corporations to make choices that are not in the best interest of not only not in the best interest of their consumers, but also not in the best interest of Americans as a whole and supporting of our political system. So, and I, I mean, I'm not a fucking diehard Patriot guy. I mean, I am cause I love America, but you know, I just think putting money first over things like, that when you have a chance to stand up for people who are underrepresented and not taking that opportunity to say what, you know what, like, fuck you and your money, like, this is America and we don't stand for that shit. When you, you know, you should do that and you could do that and you didn't do that, you know what I mean? And that right. shit pisses me off um, as a human being who likes to hold themselves to a certain level of integrity, but also worries me for the future that we have, like, if that's how American companies are going and China's obviously growing all all the time. So it just leaves me concerned. Yeah. That's the unfortunate problem with, I I mean, I'm with you insofar as like, I'm in no way like a MAGA person per se, uh, irregardless of Trump and that whole affiliation, but not, I guess, super, hardcore America, right? Yeah. Um, but I I like to think I understand the freedoms that I have and that I am appreciative of them. And when I see people who are not as free as I, and then you have companies that were kind of nest-egged and encouraged, grown in America that grew to international business than sacrificing those ideals because of a foreign power and access to their market. I, it's, it's, uh, it's unsettling. It's very yeah. unsettling. Leaves um, a bad taste. It does. And it's, it is the unfortunate, you know, in large part in our nation's history, capitalism and democracy have kind of gone hand in hand. But unfortunately, uh, as a result of globalization and global markets, you know, you're forced to engage with other countries that may or may not be democratic and share the same ideals that America does. And now, as a result of China being the second largest economy on Earth, uh, American companies are forced to engage with that market and they're making sacrifices that are uh, that I don't agree with at all and I don't understand I, I mean I understand because their literal duty to the shareholders is to increase shareholder value yeah right? from a yeah. from a legal perspective but it's it's just a it's a really complicated and complex time uh, from that perspective and it's and it's unfortunate that integrity and ethics seem to be the thing in this day and age that are always sacrificed in, in the name of the almighty dollar. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I agree. Word. Well, is that the depressing note we want to leave off this podcast on? Fuck oh, no. no. Right. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. 
Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Best Christmas movie of all time, John, go. Man, that's hard. I got to go with The Grinch. Ooh, which one, though? Near and dear to my heart. The original. The original. original. Yeah, and I'm I'm in the process of indoctrinating my son into (laughs) all the things that I like. So he and I have been watching The Grinch pretty religiously. And all, it's, like, the classic, like, Charlie yeah. Brown movies and yeah, the, all the claymation ones that transpired back in the day. <laughs> For sure. But I'm right. a pretty big uh, Christmas movie fanatic, man. So, like, Christmas me Vacation too. is up there for me. Home Alone. Yeah, yep. I love, I mean, dude, you were just watching, is Love Actually? Love Actually. Love Actually. Yeah. That's actually, it's weird. It's That's actually my wife and I's quote-unquote movie, right? That's like, adorable. Yeah, it, it is, and corny. <laughs> and oh, same. man, I, I mean... But it's fantastic. I love I'm that. not going to make fun of you for it. I, like, as soon as you tweeted that or sent us that message on Slack, I was like, oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Yeah. It made me, me really want to watch it. Gets me so verklempt every time. And it's it's amazing, actually, all the actors in that goddamn movie. Yeah, it's a ton. Like, Colin Firth is in that movie, and he's won, yeah. like, 25 Academy Awards for Best Actor since. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. That's so weird. And he's just kind of like a guy in the movie. Right. Like, he, it's not like, I mean, he's a main character, but it's not like he's the guy. Right. It's freaking, what's his name? Yeah, well, there was, like, Hugh Grant. Boss, Hugh Grant, there's Liam Neeson. There are, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's just like, like there's so many good br- and what's his face from The Walking Dead is in it. Uh, I mean, and uncountable female actors as well. Holy shit! Is that that dude? Yeah, the guy who's like with the Andrew Lincoln is the dude to who's turning the things. Yeah, the yeah, little yeah. cue card things. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, that's Andrew Lincoln, man. Oh that's, man, that's him. You it's just crazy my mind. Right. Uh, so I love that one because I mean my wife and I often, uh, share a connection with that film. Um, I love there's so many great Christmas movies like you were saying. Uh, Home Alone, obviously one of my favorites. The Christmas Vacation, amazing. Die Hard, amazing. And it is a Christmas movie. If you yep. don't think it is, you're wrong. Don't you're listen wrong. to this anymore. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then uh, I, I absolutely, absolutely love Trading Places, too, which I also feel is like a Christmas movie. Yeah, that is a good um, one, man. Fantastic, fantastic film. I mean, 80s comedies just own me, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, sure. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and there's some, you know, there's some newer Christmas movies that are actually okay. I've seen them. They're not as memorable enough for me to re- retain yeah. their things in my head, but, you know. At the end of the day, Christmas movies are magical. Yeah. Or you should watch Just Friends. Have you ever seen Just Friends? Oh yeah, dude. Ryan Reynolds slays in that movie. He's he's one of my man crushes too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ryan Reynolds like I I was actually having a a talk with my boss about this. I was trying to convince her, like, you gotta watch The Witcher. Don't worry about what the critics say. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She's like, I'm like, I'm like describing what it is to her. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, it stars yeah. Henry Cavallari. <laughs> what was his last name? I can yeah. spell it. I can't say it. And she was like, oh, well, you had me at that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm like, yep, sold. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like, don't worry. I mean, it had me at that, and I'm not even gay. <laughs> yeah, right. For Car- sure. Carville, right? That's his name, I believe. Forgive me if I'm wrong, Superman. Don't kill me. Anyway. On that much more positive note than our depressing future, uh, <laughs> that's been it, man. It'll be, I think this will still post on Friday, the 27th-ish. 27th. 27th. John said right. not confidently at all. <laughs> so it'll hope everybody out there has had a Merry Christmas. Be safe. Take care of each other. And do be safe. And do take we'll care of each other. Back next week. And be thankful for what you have. Yeah, that's right. And get more games for Christmas. Get more games um, for Christmas. But yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a... No offense, Aaron, I love chatting with you mano y mano, but it's always fun with a bigger crew on board. Fuller slate. Fuller yeah, slate. exactly. More people playing more games, and hopefully I'll be done with Days Gone, and we'll get some other things played that we can speak to next week. Everyone have Sh- a fun... Shane and possibly AJ might both be done with Death Stranding. Maybe. Possibly. Damn. And I'm, you and I may have just started it. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. 
Who knows Fantastic. what the future will bring? Exactly. So you can hit me up at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter if you'd like, or reach us all at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter or MN Gamers Podcast at gmail.com. And AA Ron, where are you at on the Twitter machine? You can find me at Woods or Wads. I'm currently on Twitter timeout, like I was saying. <laughs> but my timeout, I think, is lifted like four days from now. So I, if you do. If you're kind enough to reach out to me, I can't like what you say. I can't retweet what you say. I can't comment on what you say for at least five days. So bear with me. <laughs> but you can rest assured. He's DM seen... me. You can DM me. So. <laughs> yeah, do that. And on that note, everyone, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you all in 2020. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad.